all those dreaded freebie seekers. You know, the ones who wake up on a daily basis and go and consume a bunch of information and try and get as much for free as possible without ever paying any money. I'm not sure if you can detect the sarcasm in my voice, but if not, I am being sarcastic, but all in good spirits. Based on some of the conversations that I've had recently and the posts that I see coming from business owners in the online space, you'd think that there's this army of folks out there in internet land who are just waiting to find business owners like you and try to get as much for free as possible. Today, I'm breaking down what I really think is happening and why you shouldn't take it personally. Hi, welcome to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast, a podcast for Black entrepreneurial women who crave practical information that they can apply to their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Khalida DeBose, and in this podcast, I want women of color to learn to thrive. That means first figuring out what is possible and then making it happen. Today, I'm chatting with you about freebie seekers and what attracting them could be saying about your business. First things first, let me just say happy fall to everyone. I am sitting here recording on a Wednesday. I think today is the first day of fall and it is my absolute favorite season. I don't know. My mood just picks up so much when we enter fall. It's been really warm in Colorado, like very, very warm these last few weeks. And the last couple of days, it just kind of cooled down, which is giving us like a taste of what's coming. Hopefully we will not skip fall and go right into winter, but I just love the season so much. And I would love to know if you guys have a favorite season, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know and tell me why it's your favorite season. I know for me, I love everything about the fall. I love the colors. I love the spices. I love the produce that you know, we get to eat this season. I love the fashion. I love being outdoors this time of year because it is cooler and I'm a hijabi and cooler weather just means I'm a lot more comfortable when I'm outside hiking in this beautiful state of Colorado. So let me know. All right, ladies, in the last few weeks, I've been getting some feedback from women in my community about freebie seekers. So some of these women are potential clients and some are colleagues. And full disclosure, this was something that I did experience a little bit of at the beginning of my business when I first started doing business. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. It didn't go on for too long, but I definitely experienced it. So I do know what people are talking about. And I wanted to just address this topic today and see if I could offer you a different perspective than what we usually hear in the online space. So first things first, I want to give my friend and colleague Samaya credit for this term. Samaya is the one that I hear using this term the most, so I'm not actually sure if she's the one who came up with it, but I'm going to give her the credit for this show because she's the one I usually hear saying it. So if you guys know otherwise, you can DM me on Instagram and let me know. But I also want to say that I hope nobody is offended by the term freebie seeker because at some point or another, we are all freebie seekers. And in fact, I think that freebie seeking is healthy and smart behavior. So there are two groups that I put freebie seekers in, and it's a lot more helpful for me to think about them in this way and maybe to be helpful for you as well. 
So the first group of people, or I'll say the first category, we'll call them category A. These are people who are consuming your free information, your free material before they buy from you. And this is smart. I do this. This is the, the approach that I take when I'm buying from people. I like to see what they're putting out into the world and see if it resonates with me first. So for example, am I drawn to their personality? Do I like their teaching style? Is the information that they're sharing with me even applicable to my business? Do I think that they can help me solve the problem that I have? If the answer is yes, then it's likely that I'm going to be in their audience for as long as it takes to figure out if I want to buy from them. And then I'll probably eventually buy. Or maybe I'm just a fan of theirs and I'll hang out in their audience indefinitely. Who knows? So the second category is a category of people. And these are people who are draining your time by getting on calls with you. They have no desire to purchase, but they want you to maybe validate something for them. They want to hear a little bit about your process to see if they can reverse engineer it. They might even be sliding into your DMs and asking questions at length or asking questions on posts that would be kind of inappropriate. You know, things like, what's your price? You know, um, <laughs> I've seen I've seen many variations of this. So I think you get what I mean. So I'm going to further break down each of these categories of freebie seekers and then share what this could mean about your business and what we can learn from them. So in category A, we have healthy behavior freebie seekers. Some people in this category, I would say, are aware that they are drawn to you and they're consuming your information because they want to see if you're a good fit to work with, just like I explained. And then other people in this category, they simply admire you and they're drawn to you probably on like a subconscious level. And they're not very aware that you could solve their problem, but they are still drawn to you, which is also still a really good thing. So I've been in both of these categories and I'm sure many of you listening have been in these categories or maybe you're, you're one of the other right now. And so I ended up kind of transitioning from being attracted to people and consuming their information to buying with them because when I first entered the online space, I was completely disoriented. I was completely disoriented. It's to me, it's very fast moving. You're getting all these messages thrown at you. Everybody's trying to sell something, you know, everybody's trying to attract their tribe. And I think this is something that we really just don't talk about enough about the disorientation that you feel when you're getting started. And sometimes if you continue to just, you know, keep following people and keep consuming information without you ever getting to a place of like doing that strategically, you can stay confused for a very long time. But in the beginning, I was very disoriented and I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I was freebie seeking as a way to kind of learn what I didn't know. And so when I made my first investments and I, you know, I started investing in like my learning and figuring out like, okay, this is a person I want to work with. That's at the point where I got a little bit more savvy and I started freebie seeking from a place of that was a little bit more strategic, if that makes sense. So I hope I'm warming you up a little bit to freebie seekers because it's not the bad word that everybody makes it sound like in the online space. I think the key thing here to remember is that we're dealing with human beings and all of us are unique. So we're all going to work at our own pace. Some people might take weeks to purchase. Some people might take years to purchase. Some people might reach out to you and never purchase. Some people might hang out in your audience indefinitely. 
there's a range of different behaviors here. And I think that it's important to remember that an audience isn't just there for you to speak to and then for you to sell to. An audience is there to be part of your community as well. So you may have people in your community who never buy anything from you. And I think that is completely okay. You might even learn from them. So keep your mind open to that. Keep your heart open to that. So let's unpack a little bit what having healthy freebie seekers in your community could mean about your business. In my opinion, having people in your community who seek out your free information is a sign of a healthy business that is thriving or is on its way to thriving. So when you start to put out information and people are seeking that information out or they're always in your audience and they're commenting on your stuff or they're downloading your freebies or they're listening to your podcast, you get what I'm saying. And even when they start hopping on calls with you or sliding into your DMs and asking you questions that give you the sign that, okay, maybe they're they're warming up or they're ready to buy, this shows you that you're attracting the right audience. This means that your messaging is good. It means that you're starting to narrow down who are the people that you're helping. You're starting to get an idea of what your audience looks like, what your community looks like, and you know that something's working within your messaging. And so now you can kind of drill down and you can do more of that. You can offer them more of what they need. And just echoing something that my colleague, Iman Ismail, who was featured in episode three, said, we attract people on a subconscious level with what we talk about and what we highlight. So make sure you keep that in mind. What you're talking about in your business, what you're highlighting, what the things that you're sharing, those are going to attract the people in your business. And those are going to be the people who become your freebie seekers at first. And when you start to attract this category of people, then you know you're headed in the right direction. So category B is our non-healthy behavior freebie seekers. These are people, this is a category of people who are aware that they are seeking out your time or your materials and they might possibly want to steal them. They might want to repurpose them. They might even try to reverse engineer your programs. You have my permission and you should give yourself permission to just ignore these people. Do not waste your energy, your precious energy on these types of people. Every single entrepreneur encounters them and you're going to encounter these people at every stage of your entrepreneurial career. They're only hurting themselves at the end of the day and they're not going to hurt you. The internet world is, it's big, but it's also small. So we really don't get away with lying, stealing, cheating. What is our childhood saying that we all used to repeat? Cheaters never win. I think that's it. And it's very accurate. If someone's stealing, typically it's because they don't want to put in the work. They don't understand what they're doing. And I really, just the optimistic Khalida would like to believe that everybody makes mistakes. If somebody comes and they steal, I would hope that they would realize like, this is not the route to go. And I need to actually find somebody to learn from. And I do believe that people some of our freebie seekers in category B end up in the pile where they're like, hey, you know what, that was the wrong turn and I need to learn from somebody. I'm confident about this because I have seen other entrepreneurs talk about this, you know, in an open way. And I've had, you know, a few colleagues tell me, you know, some of their horror stories about when they've been stolen from. And so I know that, you know, they've reached out to those people and they've had actually pretty positive exchanges with them. So I know it happens. It's not good, but 
try not to waste your time and your energy on these people. And just like in category A, there's like another, you know, kind of subset of people who they might be kind of draining on your time. So, you you know, they, they get called a freebie seeker because they're just green. They're in that disoriented stage, you know, maybe they want a fast result. And so, like I was saying before, they, they take the wrong route and they might also be crossing boundaries for numerous reasons. Sometimes that's because they're not sure where the boundary is in regard to what you're giving away free. They might even be seeking information. Then, like I said, crossing boundaries just because they're not sure where the boundaries are. They're really green. They're disoriented. I'm going to go ahead and give them their excuses, but it's really your job to create those boundaries so that you make sure you mitigate all of the the impact from this. So if you notice, I'm kind of optimistic here and I think that the average person isn't trying to be deceptive and drain all of your energy and download all your stuff and recreate programs from it. There, I'm sure, are those people out there, but I don't think the average serious entrepreneur is doing that. And if they are, they won't get very far. So don't worry. God has a way of taking care of those types of people. So you don't have to worry about it. So let's unpack what having unhealthy seekers in your audience could mean about your business. You're likely attracting the wrong people with your messaging. So as I said, reminding you of what Iman said, you're talking about things that you don't specialize in. You're talking about things that are going to attract people to you who you don't want to work with. And I think that it's important for you to get clear on who you're working with, who do you want to work with, and what are their, what are, what's important to them so that you can understand how to position yourself and how to message, you know, put messages out there. You might have, you might have fuzzy boundaries. Maybe they're not clear. You don't have boundaries in place. And what I mean by that is telling people how they should reach out to you. So when you go on Instagram or you go on any platform, sometimes entrepreneurs are like no DMs. That's their boundary. You're not allowed to DM them. Some people don't work with people one-to-one. And so you have to enroll in one of their programs. So people need to know, how do I reach out to you? You know, what, what's, what's appropriate here? What are you offering? And then let's just say you're a person who's taking sales calls. When you get on calls with people, how are you leading that conversation? Are you stepping into your leadership or is the conversation just kind of going all over the place? Are people confused about what you do? So I'll tell you a little story. When I was doing crowdfunding coaching and I was just getting started, I didn't have a problem getting the leads. I didn't have a problem with people coming in. I had a problem with qualified people coming in. So I knew I wanted to work with only entrepreneurs. I said that. But what did I do? I would talk about working with nonprofits and I would talk about the results that I got nonprofits. And I would talk about, I would share the nonprofit Um, you know, all of the testimonials that I collected. And the reason I was doing that was because I just needed people to see that I had, that I knew what I was doing, that I had some social proof. But the problem was, was that it was attracting more of those people to me. So the takeaway here is make sure you're putting out there what you really want to put out there because it's going to attract a certain person to you. Another thing is, is if you're hopping on calls with people, like a lot of people do in the online space, when they have service-based businesses, if you're getting on calls and you're trying to sell somebody into your coaching program or a high ticket program, a lot of times we like to have a conversation to make sure people are a fit before we just say, yeah, you know, join. 
I know for me, when I was selling my crowdfunding coaching, I was talking, I would get on these calls. I would not use, have like a structure to my calls. And I know some people don't like structure, but I think a little structure can be helpful because it, it positions you kind of as a leader of that call. And then also it, it kind of keeps the boundary good for both people. And so I would hop on these calls and I would just not have any structure. We would just start talking. And I knew better than this too, by the way, we would have these conversations and I would think, you know, I can wing it. (laughs) And that's like my favorite phrase. I can just wing it. And so what would happen is the conversations would go for 45 minutes, not 30, or they go longer. And then I would be on this call going into strategy and giving too much information And what that does is it creates this idea, like my mentor would say, it creates this idea in people's minds that they can take all of your knowledge that you gave them in like 45 minutes or an hour, and then they can just go do the thing that you were supposed to help them do over several months, you know, over several months period of time. And so it really sets them up for failure and it sets you up for failure too. So you didn't get to help the person and really help them deeply like they need it. And then they go off thinking that they have strategy and they really don't. So then they think, oh, that doesn't work. She doesn't know what she's talking about. So you can see how that's not serving anybody. So make sure you are in a position of leadership within your sales conversations and you're leading those conversations properly. So that that's another boundary thing. And I just want you to also remember that people might literally be freebie seeking and they might be in this category, this unhealthy category because they're just new and they just don't get it. So I would highly suggest if you if you're finding people and you're kind of frustrated with them that you still show up as a professional that you are and maintain your composure and speak, you know, just figure out what is going on with everybody. But the the most important thing for you to take away from this point is that it's up to you to create those boundaries. It's up to you to make sure your messaging is on. It's up to you to make sure you're attracting the right people to you. At the end of the day, it is really up to you. It's your job to make sure your audience over time has more people from category A than it does from category B. And I think that this will take time and it will take some refinement. But once you notice more people sliding into your DMs and they're having conversations, which you put boundaries around, and they're having conversations that give you kind of the buy signal, or maybe I can help this person signal and invite them to a call. And once you start to notice people commenting on your posts that you put out on social media, and they're kind of thoughtful comments, comments where you can get to know them a little bit, or maybe the next step would be to friend them if you're on Facebook or slide into their DMs and ask them more questions. I think that's at the point where you start to realize you're getting a little bit more of the category A people than the category B people in your audience. If you're noticing you have a ton of category B people in your audience, like I said, it's time for you to go back, take a step back, see what you're putting out there, and maybe just drill down a little bit more and refine your messaging, figure out what's important to those people so that you can produce more of that and see if you start to get more people from category A in your audience. You'll start to have more insights into what your ideal customer wants and then it everything just gets a little bit easier from there. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this gave you a different idea of how you can view freebie seekers. They're actually really great. They actually give us a lot of information about our business. And 
There's only a very, very small percentage of people out there who probably have some type of malice intent. Do not waste any time on them. Use your precious energy for your audience and ultimately for your clients. All right, friends, thanks for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast today. If you found today's episode helpful or had any aha moments, I would love for you to share them with me by rating and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts or by reaching out to me at Khalida at blackgirlbusinessbar.com. I read every single email and I can't wait to hear from you. Ladies, I've been hearing from you and it sounds like you need more help with sales in your business. And so I am going to be bringing you topics that help you to understand all things selling in your business. This show is for you. So reach out to me if there's something in particular that has been plaguing you about sales in your business, things like mindset processes, conversations, attracting clients, niching, and more. Let me know. I want to hear all of it. And as always, we're dropping episodes every Tuesday and we can't wait to see you back then.